Welcome to the SBS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. Last year in the Volta, we saw Zwift Academy winner Jay Vine come desperately close to a stage win. And this year, another Zwift Academy winner, Neve Bradbury, performed brilliantly at the Giro Donna, finishing 10th overall. Well, it's all about to kick off again. Registrations are open and the Zwift Academy starts on the 12th of September. Importantly, it's not just about elite riders chasing a pro contract. Anyone can take part. The Zwift Academy features six structured workouts over four weeks. And after you've graduated, Zwift will share workout and training recommendations based on your results. It's a great way to find your strengths and go further. So if you want to dive in and start riding with a free seven-day trial, head to Zwift.com. Now here's Christoph and Macca with the SBS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. Bonjour, bonjour, buenos dias, and welcome to the Zwift SBS Live uh, podcast here from Spain. It's 11 a.m. You just missed uh, the, the bells ringing and joining me. Where he is? It's 7 p.m. It's Dave McKenzie. How are you? Dave? Oh, mate, I'm very good and so much emotions around. Uh, don't you love it? And uh, we'll get, we're going to dive right into it. But, mate, just one thing I've got to say off the top of the show, I am... Uh, I am naming myself the breakaway whisperer. You are. And I was, I, I wanted to break, based on I'm this. Naming, I'm calling it myself. <laughs> no one else has called me it. Harry Sweeney, I picked him to win. He didn't win, but yeah. gee, he came Having close. said this day before, you picked up Ben O'Connor and he, he finished 15th, but he had a flat. I, so yeah, and I thought Harada, I knew one of the Harada brothers would be in the move as well. So there you go. Yeah, Jesus Errada wins the stage yesterday. Uh, it's the 18th win uh, uh, for Kofidis on uh, on the Vuelta. Uh, it's a team that you and I had a bit of running with, uh, jokingly, because we we were thinking, you know, they are they still in the Tour de France or not? But at the Vuelta, they perform relatively okay. They perform well. They they are at home here at the Vuelta. Yeah, yes, they are. And look, Kofidis are actually a, a sponsor of the race, or they have been in the past. They invest. A lot, they have a lot of business in Spain, so it's a super. It's actually a super important um, race, probably behind the Tour de France. The Vuelta is definitely the second most important race of the year for Cofidis. So, yeah, it's no surprises really. Um, they bring their best Spaniards, and that's why they've got some Spaniards on the squad as well. And for Herrera, he won. He won his first stage three years ago. Um, he and his brother are both really good, and you know they're they're quality bike riders. He's been national champion as well. So in some ways, no surprises of the victory there. Yeah. I don't know who's uh, happier in that footage we just saw. The Swanger, <laughs> the <laughs> Jesus Herrada, I mean, the whole team. But you saw the, the Swanger, like he goes, high five, missed it, doesn't care, give you a kiss. That's pain. <laughs> that's pain all over. You know? and, that's the, and that's the short version you showed as well. Yes. <laughs> There's a long version where he keeps going with the kisses later on. It's great. He sort of massages his head and everything. He I went, that's, that's too much. He says BS, but that's a bit too much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in terms of the stage yesterday, uh, you, you actually, you're right. You called uh, Harry Sweeney to be uh, in that breakaway. Uh, he's not very happy with his performance and how he ended up in, in the end uh, of that breakaway. Let's listen to him and then we'll recap what happened. Yeah, well, the, the plan was actually to try and get out more time on the climb, but it ended up being that we lost time to the peloton on the climb. Um, yeah, and then 
to be honest, I thought that it was all over when we got to the bottom and it was supposed to be a tailwind directly off the climb and it was just block headwind. And then I think it was probably only maybe 12k to go, 10k to go that I thought we might make it. But yeah, I mean, I didn't really have the best day on the bike. I feel like I bought my legs on wish.com today, but uh, yeah, um, I was hoping even if I didn't have good legs that Freddie might have got his win, but yeah. It was a really tough day out. I suffered pretty much from the gun. Um, yeah, hopefully I legs get better, but yeah, fourth place. I think it's probably all I could have managed today. And tell us how you managed the sprint itself, the last sprint. I thought I was in good position actually, third place. I thought Fred might blow and then, yeah, I, I just didn't have the legs to come around. I think if I had good legs today, it probably would have been the perfect way for me to play out the sprint. But. Yeah, I mean, I started sprinting and my legs pretty much just locked up, so, yeah. Rezo Serrada winning, is a surprise for you in the group? Is it the one you were through the most? Uh, yeah, I didn't expect that, actually. Um, he attacked over the top of the climb. I don't think anyone was very happy about that, but, yeah, Chapeau, he's done well to, to get that How win. are you after this? Because Fred's just destroyed, missing out another chance. I mean, you seem to be okay with this and looking ahead. Yeah, look... I'm okay, but I think it's, yeah, I couldn't expect too much. Like, I'm realistic. I didn't feel super good today, and I haven't felt awesome how I'd expect so far. I mean, after last week in Tour de Lane, I was expecting that I'd have really good legs here, but I just haven't really found them just yet. I think the rest day actually cooked me a bit more than I than if I had ridden. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't be as disappointed as Fred. Um, I had a bit of a rubbish start to the year, a lot of sickness, so still... Yeah, it's I'm, my form's on the way up, I think. So I think there's more to come for the rest of the Vuelta. Thanks, Harry. Thank you. So that's uh, Harry uh, Sweeney here. There's a lot to unpack in this uh, in this little interview here. Uh, first of all, where did he buy his legs? Well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> uh, during during the rest of that interview, mate. I was on the on the laptop on Wish.com, and I've just bought a set for tomorrow to ride with my group. So I'm actually pretty pumped. <laughs> yeah, because you know he says he had rubbish legs. He didn't feel good. Finish fourth. He finished fourth. Yeah. He got beaten in a sprint. Uh, this is racing, I know, but fairly disappointed. He's looking up, but fairly disappointed here, uh, Sweeney. Yeah, look, he's um, he will get his stay in the sun. I can tell you that right now. In in his career at some point, he will win a Grand Tour stage. I'm convinced of that. Let's cast our minds back. We've already talked about it previously. He, he's uh, second place, was it, in a yeah. stage at the Tour de France last year. Now he's fourth on a stage, in a breakaway for, for a big chunk of the day. He's an animator and he's got such a positive attitude. And with rubbish legs, you yeah. know, we keep saying it and I want to keep reminding, you know, the fans of the sport and the viewers that you do not fall into a breakaway. You don't get into them easily. And you're damn right don't make it to the finish easily as well in a breakaway, especially when you've got a peloton who was pretty angry yesterday chasing. So... Harry Sweeney is, uh, he's developing, you know, a, a bit by bit in his very short pro career, but I'm convinced he will get a grand tour one day somewhere in, of the three. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people watching this, including uh, you and I, that would want or wish, actually not wish.com, but wish uh, to have a rubbish legs as he had yesterday. Yeah, exactly. uh, he, he talks about Fred Wright as well. Uh, yesterday, Fred Wright got it wrong pun intended uh but uh he did you think do you think he, he was a little bit overconfident he didn't get attacked all the way through he was dominating that breakaway he sort of was the boss of the breakaway and he thought 150 meters i'm gonna go and then i've got this and he got he got done 
I, I thought he jumped a bit too early. Um, yeah. yeah, look, I thought whether or not he was overconfident, you've, you've got to ride with confidence to win, I guess, and he, he backed himself in. So I don't think you can we can criticise that because he backed himself in and led the sprint out. I just think he led it out a little bit too early. Um, you know, and that, it was that last 40 metres where he faded. But, you know, you live and you learn. And, again, he's another one. Fred Wright will definitely win a Grand Tour stage one day. I'm, I'm sure. convinced of that. This is this generation that's coming through there. Yeah. You know, oh, that, it's probably not fair to say they're not superstars because I think they, in their own right, they will be superstars one day. But they're not the uh, Evenepoles, the Tadej Pogacar. They're that next level of rider. But they will be the riders in, I think, two, three, five years that are winning stages and they'll potentially win more than one. So as frustrating as it is for Fred right, right now, he... Yeah. He's got big things to come, and I'm sure all the people in his corner are telling him that. Yeah, you missed a pun there. You could have said Fred Wright got it wrong. Come on, yeah. <laughs> too many. It's too easy. With, with, with a surname like Wright, it's just too easy, isn't it? It's so easy to get it wrong. That's right. Uh, let's talk about um, what happened in the the, the peloton after that. Uh, Durbo, Luke Durbridge, was not pleased with what happened and the way the whole thing turned out. Let's listen to him and then we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll debrief this. We saw you driving, but uh, you couldn't bring it back. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the brake was strong. They had a good ride, but uh, yeah, you can only go so, so fast. So. Um, what under the breakaway? Modern cycling, really. You know, you have to keep the breakaway at one minute because uh, there's so many motorbikes. The, the bunch is just ridiculous. I mean, we're nearly sprinting on the front, trying to bring a breakaway back of seven, and they've been out there for nearly 200 k. So, and we can't even get close to them. So, is what it is. Good job. Good job for the breakaway. You use the motorbikes if they're there. So do we. But yeah, it just makes for a bit bigger racing anyway. So we tried. It's unfortunate. Try again. So that was a Luke Durbridge. Uh, not half pleased about the role the motorbikes played. Would you agree? Uh, well, firstly, I like how John JT's consoling him, pats him on the shoulder. Like that's going to make it all better. <laughs> <laughs> I like actually, before we, we go into this, I like how uh, he starts talking and then uh, two two kids come in. Hey, be done. Hey, okay, yeah, no problem. Exactly. I, I love this sort of access yeah. people have to cycling. But yeah, yeah let's go back to the, to the, the motorbike. Yeah, look... Uh, Look, Durbo, he, he speaks he speaks really honestly. And I, I think, you know, if we know Durbo well enough and for the fans watching this, you know, he, he um, I don't think, yeah, he's a little bit frustrated, but he's also yeah. resigned to the fact that that is modern day cycling. And I actually yeah. like the way he put it. He just said, this is what it is. You know, he's probably, he's been on the, probably the good end of it as well in breakaways before himself. Mm -hmm. And he says that when the motorbikes are there, you're going to use them. So he's not criticizing the break and, and he's probably, and he's sort of not criticizing the race. He's just saying, this, this is what, this is what it is. is. And, yeah. You know, the Tour de France, it happens as well. You know, we've yeah. seen it there. Matt White has t said to me off camera, how much he thinks, um, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying, but how much he, he thinks the motorbikes on occasions have really 
um, ha- had a big bearing on the outcome of the stage. So yeah. he thinks that he's a bit of a problem. And, you know, we've seen it. I don't think we're saying anything that's debatable. It, it, it's certainly happened in the past. So, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. But when you look at, uh, just let, let's bring back our mind to, uh, to the, the route that was. I mean, we see that climb once everyone was over that climb. And pretty much the, the sprinters and the team of sprinters were counting their legs, testing their legs and so on. We can see here it was a long drag down. So therefore, the speed was always going to be a factor. And you said it yourself yesterday. It was going to be a, a, a fast start but yeah. above that climb. And then the finish would be super fast. They were going at, you know, 55, 60k an hour, both end, the, 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 the front and the, uh, the actual peloton. Impossible for them to catch them back. Yeah, and this and this is and this is just another element with motorbikes or without motorbikes. You've got, you know, five or six strong guys out in front, super motivated, uh, all from different teams. Um, you've got so that means you've got those five or six teams back in the peloton, not doing a single turn. Sure, you've got sprinters teams trying to chase, but you've got tired bodies um, back in the peloton as well. So it's, it is, you know, and, and I'm not sure if Derbe said it, but in an extended interview, he said, you know, nowadays they've got to sort of try and keep the breakaway at a minute on yeah. certain stages like mm. that one that we you just showed the graph of. Because if they let it blow out for four or five minutes, it's almost impossible to bring it back. So it's just, you know, it's just the, the way the, the, the racing is changing yeah. and the dynamics of it is changing. So they've just got to, you know, the, the peloton just have to keep it on a really tight leash. And they, mm-hmm. they did. They did keep them on a tight leash, but it just obviously wasn't enough. Yeah, the leash was too long. That's, a, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing. Uh, let's listen as well to uh, Caden Groves, because yesterday, Bike Exchange, they did the job for him. They tried everything for him. Uh, let's listen to him, and then we'll talk about him after this. That's a real shame today. Um, the negativity once we got back on. Like, guys did an incredible job. Waited for me. Our three gave from the top, I was dropped. Uh, probably pushed a bit too much wind in the base of the climb, like riding better position, but I don't know. I mean, either that or there's some guys that are climbing super because I was on a pretty good one and uh, yeah, got dropped in the end, but the guys waited and rode us back on and then from there, so super, super, well, not negative between us and Arkea. Uh, you know, those guys back in their sprinters, but uh, teams like Ineos or, or Bora deciding not to ride so much than. Uh, Breaks that away. Obviously, working well together and strong group of guys. And yeah, I was yeah, pretty disappointed. <laughs> pretty Good disappointed. Ride, Good ride, bud. And here goes the tap again, you know, on the shoulder going, you know, from JT. This is not a, this is not a big issue, mate. Yeah, he will have his time in the sun, Caden. Uh, yeah, Caden will, hundred percent. And and look, there, there's another angle of it, if you like, where he said there was just a little bit of, um, you know. Negativity. Yeah, negativity disorganized yeah. back in the peloton. So you can argue. And actually, that- actually, it's quite interesting. So when you watch the, the race, you had Arkia with three men only riding at the front for 15 minutes, then doing nothing. And then coming yeah. back and riding again and then dropping guys. Like, took, took. And at the end, there was only one guy riding on his own. You go, yeah. why? Why are we yeah. doing that? Why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, look, there was a little bit of that as well. So I don't, I don't think we can put it all down to the motorbikes. No. Um, yeah, it makes a difference a little bit here and there, sometimes yeah. more times than others. But, you know, you just and, – and look, this is where the breakaways have more chance of surviving at a race like the Vuelta because – 
you don't have as many big sprinters here that as you do have at the Tour yeah. de France. Therefore, you don't have teams that are you know super supporting their sprinter because you don't have these the trains, sprinter. these massive trains that you can see. Yeah, yeah, well. that's right. You don't have the big trains like you do at the Tour. So yeah. yeah. I tell you what, someone I think that was a, a little bit frustrated as well is Mats Peterson. Mats, you were hoping he would not be a breakaway day. Finally, he was for not much, but he was still. And what do you want to get out of that question? Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> it's like poking the bear. And I tell you what, I wouldn't want to run into Mads down a dark laneway. He's a pretty yeah. solid man. Uh, it, it's uh, I, I like him, but there's things like this you go, yeah, okay, he must be a bit peed off by a uh, by a. Uh... Come on, it's at the end of nearly 200 <laughs> kilometers. They didn't catch the breakaway. He's <laughs> thrown him a little bit of a tabloid question. <laughs> I mean, actually, the question was okay, but he, well, he, anyway, got, he got a bit frustrated. Yeah, Fair well, enough. he got the, he got there in the end. Let's listen to Matt Peterson. Yeah, you saw in the end, uh, my guys tried everything they could, and it was not enough today. So. Uh, Pretty strong breakaway, and, and congrats to to them. They they were really strong and, and played it well. You like a bit of a support from the other team in the after the climb, actually. Well, you know, we're not calculating on support from other teams. You know, we we are calculating on support from from ourselves. And of course, we would hope that the the chase started earlier, but it didn't, and, and we can't change it now. So that's racing, and, and congrats to to the breakaway. What about so what the work of Kenny? You know that uh, it was impossible uh, to, to get that first group in. 10 k's to go and they still have one minute and 15 seconds on the slightly downhill. It's, uh, it's almost impossible. How disappointing is that then? Yeah, it's a pity, you know, when we had such a good plan and the boys really did everything today. But uh, sometimes it goes our way and sometimes it doesn't. And, and today was not, not our day. Uh, hopefully we have more chances. That was uh, Mads Peterson. Uh, I mean, you can't fault what he's saying here. Uh, he's only working for his team. Is only working for himself uh, and, and for themselves, but not, not anybody else. But uh, in probably frustrated because when I spoke to him, he was a bit shocked as well. Like I think that's a definition of of how he does his interviews. But he kept on saying, "I'm going well. I'm going well. I'm just missing the win." Sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail. <laughs> exactly. And we leave it <laughs> as this. Is. He is going well, though. And, uh, yeah, look, that, 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 that's an opportunity lost for all of the sprinters. So um, they're, they're hard ones to swallow, you know. When you, yeah. when you, you know, at the start of the tour, they would have lined that up and said, that's a day for us. We'll get, we can lock that one in. And then they miss it by 30-odd seconds. Yeah, it, it, you'd be pretty, pretty peeved off. Absolutely. Let's listen to uh, the green jersey winner, or wearer, I should say. He hasn't won it yet. Uh, it's Sam Bennett. Sam, are you disappointed or frustrated to miss out on the stage victory? Disappointed. Uh, I had a bit more to today, but, you know, uh, I, it just the break away was so sharp. And to be honest, I didn't really expect to be there today. And then, when you saw that, yeah, I was making it over the climb.
That was a, a super job indeed from uh, from the team because they kept him protected and he's still in green today. Yeah, and that, that's interesting that he, he actually thought he was going to lose the green on that stage. So no bonus bonus points for Bennett. You could you could say uh, he'll take a back seat now though with two big days coming up in the mountains. But um, look, all in all for him, he, he's back to his best. Yeah, uh, actually, good link here because uh, I've had a question for you. You you were a sprinter in your days uh, and you did a Grand Tour. When you're a sprinter like Sam Bennett, he's experienced. He's done multiple Grand Tours. He's done, you know, huge mountain stages and stuff. Having said this, the heat is here. There's, there's a lot of different factors here. How does someone like him prepare for that particular stint today, tomorrow, the big days in the mountain? Is it just about making the time cut? Is it just about making the groupetto? We saw the footage, if you are on Twitter, on social media, him making the, the groupetto the day Javine won, and he did the celebration on his own on the podium. There was only the police car in front of him. Yes, telling him yes. to Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, 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 hilarious. Mean, mentally, uh, is that how you prepare yourself? Yeah, yeah. For, for, for guys like Bennett, it is purely about making the time cut and making the time cut in the group pedo. So in a in a big enough group of riders, you know, ideally for him, he, he has a good day for him climbing and he easily makes the cut and he's in a group of 20 or 30 riders. On his bad days, he'll be in a group of three or four and they'll be the last riders on the road and they'll be, you know, desperately trying to, to make that time cut because you know if you're with a group of 20 or 30 riders, the organisation isn't going to eliminate 20 or 30 yeah. guys if they're outside the cut. But that, that's it. Purely that's the goal. Training-wise, probably not too different to what he'd do throughout the year anyway. You know, they've still got uh -huh. to train their sprint because that's what they're good at and that's what they're paid to, 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 you know, they're paid to win sprinters, obviously. So they train their sprint. They still do some hills, you know, they do altitude training camps, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not a massive focus for them because they're not paid to get up the hills. They're paid to, to win the flat sprint stages. And, and let's remember as well that on a day, like today, and we'll talk about the stage happening tonight, uh, and like tomorrow, Bora, they've got other things to worry about. And that other worry is Jai Hindley. They want to keep Jai Hindley at the top, at the front. They switch their heart from a winning team for sprint to how do we win this back race? So this is, this is the mentality for Bora today. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, he takes a back seat. That's the other side of it. Sam Bennett now takes a back seat on the Bora bus, so to speak. Um, they they support him, and but he's got to do now. He's got to now fend for himself because yeah. now the majority of the the team will be putting everything behind Calderman, Jai Hindley, you know, and, and um, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the biggest focus actually. Yeah. If you know, he's to try and win this Vuelta, um, and it's well within Jai's grasp oh. still. Um, you know, we'll and, and again we. More. We've said it many times, and it's a cliche, and I'm going to say it again, and it will still be a cliche. Jai Hindley will not win the Vuelta today, but you have to make sure he doesn't lose it. This is the main. You're thing. spot on. It's a cliche, but it's a pretty damn good comment, isn't it? Like jokes. I'm learning. Aside, I'm learning, Mike. I'm learning from the yeah, best. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, but it's true though, isn't it? He's got to survive. Well, he's got to survive. He's got to make the front group today. It's a summit finish. Same tomorrow. Summit finish. So two big days. However, there's still. We're not even halfway yet. We, no, we are no, not no. even halfway. So if Jai can limit his losses in this first half of the Vuelta, um, he can absolutely win this bike race 
yeah. in the third week um, if he's got the legs that he had at the Giro d'Italia. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the Polkadot jersey just for a sec. Uh, Victor Langelotti uh, from Monaco, uh, he hang on to that jersey at his own very own surprise. Let's listen to it. Uh, I'm pretty lucky to, to keep the jersey. Now in the first part of the race, I try to get to go in the break to, of course, to mark some points. Unfortunately, I couldn't be in the break, so no, I just uh, keep it easy, uh, do less effort as possible all day and uh, no, I'm very happy to, to keep the jersey one more day I wasn't expecting it so once again uh, a good surprise we saw you dropped in a, in, a, in a climb today you have a lot of race days before the race so far how are the legs responding well or started to get a bit tired yeah as you said I'm coming from Vuelta Portugal so we can say I'm starting already the third week, so yeah, I'm starting to be a, a bit tired, but uh, anyway, I'm so happy to be here to get these jerseys, I, I'm just enjoying every every day, and uh, yeah, tomorrow I will try my best to, to mark some points, and uh, now the, my, my Volta is already, uh, um, um, yeah, it's already, already done and good, so I'm happy, and I'm just enjoying every day. But do you think tomorrow there's a chance to keep it? Uh, it's going to be very, very hard because uh, tomorrow there's a lot of points, a lot of climbs. So, yeah, it's going to be very hard, but I will try. I will give my best and if it's possible, well, good. If, if it's not, I'm happy. I'm still happy. I was uh, Victor Langelotti here. And as uh, Sharon mentioned here, well, mm. he's got to be worried because someone is breathing down his neck and that someone is Jay, uh, Jay Vine, sorry. Yeah, I, lo I love uh, I love Langulotti in the polka dots, but I love even more Jay Vine in the polka dots. So um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's it. That that can be a, and should be, I think, a big goal for Jay now. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, something he can focus on, go for. And, and all the all the great Aussies has won, have won, uh, contrary to the Tour yeah. de France, they have won this polka dot jersey here in Spain. Simon Clark, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a couple, haven't we, win? So, yeah. um, no, no, I think it's it's well within his sights. Um, and, and, look, that that competition starts in earnest tonight, really. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we've already had a, a, a summit finish. But tonight we've got six categorised climbs, I think, yeah. tonight. And tomorrow yeah. another summit finish. So it really does begin in earnest. Yeah, we go through the, the route in a, in a minute. But before, uh, let's give the honours to the first person in this Vuelta 2022 to wear the red jersey two days in a row. It's Remco Evenepoel. Remco, congratulations. You put an end to the sequence of uh, a different leader every day. Were you happy to find today some teams who had the same interest as you? Yes, of course. It's. Uh, I think for us it was the perfect uh, scenario that two teams wanted to control the race, and we we didn't have to do anything. So uh, everybody could try to uh, recover from uh, yesterday's race, and uh, in the end, everybody was uh, was doing well. We were in control. We were relaxed, and uh, yeah. Of course, it's it's a pity for the teams that work in a bunch to not take the breakaway. But I think uh, in the front there was uh, there was a really strong group that. Uh, yeah, could stay away. So, uh, yeah, quite a good day for us. Two mountain stages to come with the form you have. 
do you want to take advantage of it to extend your lead? Ah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have a nice advantage now, so uh, I will also be happy if I could just keep this uh, this time gap or uh, over the era, over the rest. But of course. Uh, If there's an opportunity, I will uh, I will not let it go. I mean, it's uh, it's a three-week race, and uh, going into the town trial with uh, with an advantage would be better than be than being behind. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's a big uh, philosophical question here, but uh, Remco displayed some really good form uh, the day Javine won the stage. Uh, can he back it up today? Is it how he wins this bike race by staying in front? Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's stating the obvious, isn't it? He, he, he's got to hold on to that time gap, like he said. And if he can have that gap going into the time trial, look, there's every chance he'll win the time trial, but that's yeah. still some ways off. So, look, I think he'll, I think he'll hold the jersey today, tomorrow. Um, I think the big question mark with Remco is the third week. That, you know, it's, he, he hasn't – he's won he's, – sorry, he's ridden one grand tour – previously and he didn't finish it so i think the third week is the big question mark um he's going to be motivated the team are going to be super motivated around him some people have said he hasn't got a super strong team i'd actually debate that i think he's got yeah. a pretty damn good team obviously ala philippe remy cavagna to name just two yeah he hasn't got a super team for the mountains but i've always said you don't need that if you've got climbing legs you actually need an all-round team. So I actually think yeah. he's got a, a really good team. But at the end of the day, he's got to do the, he's got to turn the pedals as well. So it's just going to be the waiting game now. But look, he could take more time tonight. That, yeah. That's probably the question mark about tonight. Will he try and attack or do what he did a couple of days ago where he literally just rode his own tempo and rode everyone off the wheel? Because if he does that, that will be a real dagger to the heart to, to the guys like Roglic, Jai Hindley, Ben mm -hmm. O'Connor, et cetera. Let's have a look at the, the profile for tonight. You mentioned there's uh, six uh, very interesting climbs. Uh, th this is said to be, we don't like to say the queen, sta queen stage or whatever, but this is one of them. This is one of the massive stage of this Vuelta. And then when you look at this, Maka, uh, what's your feeling? Yeah, you, you, you need more leg than wish.com. Uh, you do, yeah. Wish.com <laughs> won't get you through this one. <laughs> so I, reckon, I hope Harry Sweeney has yeah. offloaded those. I, hold he, I, I hope he sold them on Marketplace or something. <laughs> Got rid of them cheaply. Um, it's 153 kilometres. Did you notice, if you just bring back the graph again, Christoph, look at the start too. Pretty yeah. much straight Boom. uphill. Category 2 climb, that is, by the way, 9 kilometres averaging 5%. So it's the perfect climb for the breakaway to get away. But the question is, will the breakaway survive all day? I'm not so sure. I, I, I think it'll be a GC battle at the end, I think. Um, there is a chance that the break will win the day, but who knows? And then the final climb, this is the interesting one. It's 10 kilometres, and I've seen two different profiles. One saying it averages 7%. The other saying it averages, this is the average, 10%. So it is brutal. It's it only goes up to about a thousand meters, but it starts obviously very low. Yeah. But it's going to be a really tough day, and because of you know it's relatively short in distance, 153. It is going to be bonkers. Um, yeah. It's yeah. going to be a damn good stage and a really good one to watch. 
it's really one not to miss if there is one st- it's Saturday night as well. Come on, what else would you have to do? Hey, and it's, it's on earlier too. There's an yeah. earlier time slot, 9.05 on demand and 10.20 on the main channel of SBS, but 9.05 on demand. And WA viewers, wouldn't you want to be in WA tonight, 8.20 p.m.? Yeah. It's beautiful uh, as it is, actually, because WA is a, such a brilliant place. It's beautiful. And, and it's one of the places where you can actually watch uh, cycling in primetime TV, which is a, mm. always a, a bonus. Should a benefit. we move there? Uh, come to Spain. Actually, you're pretty, <laughs> yeah, you're pretty okay at the moment, aren't you? That was a I'm not question. too bad. I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing okay. I'm actually doing okay. Uh, let's have a look at the, the GC and uh, where it stands before this massive stage today. Uh, what we won't see is probably Rudy Mollard in second place tonight. He's probably going to drop, I think, yeah, a lot correct. of time here. Uh, but what, what else can move? Enric Mass is an interesting one in this one. Yeah, Enric Mass is in a great position. Um, he really is, you know, and again, he's the man, if, if in the third week Remco falters or if he falters tonight, Mass it will be the, the beneficiary of, of that because he took time, obviously, with everyone else uh, that two days ago. He finished with Remco or actually just off him in the end, but he'll be good. Um, I hope Jai Hindley's good. I hope, I think Ben O'Connor will be a bit better. Um, he, remember, he had a flat on that yeah. first summit finish not long before. He had to chase quite hard. So he used up a bit of energy and then he suffered a bit towards the end. So I think Ben will be a lot better tonight. And I think the parkours will suit him, you know, with more better. climbing. I think it'll suit him better. Um, Miguel Ango Lopez, where's he at? And where's Roglic at? Uh, we'll find yeah. out more tonight. Can we actually, if I bring back this, uh, this, um, if I can find it actually, if I can bring back the, the GC back here, uh, in terms of the Ineos, uh, we've got Rodriguez, but we've got Pavel Sivakov as well, uh, you know, Tao Gegenhardt. Do you see anything, um, even Yates as well, actually, see yeah. anything happening from them? Well, Yates was the first one to attack the other night. Um, he's probably wishing he didn't do that now, yeah. <laughs> although I love it, I love the way he races, by the way, Yates. He's generally the first to attack or he's not scared to attack. So, um, look, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And, again, I just I just don't see this being a straightforward race now to Madrid mm-hmm. for Remco. Not, not for any negative reasons, but I just think it's the Vuelta and it's a little bit closer to how the Giro has raced rather than, yeah. say, the Tour de France. So I'm just expecting... Remco to have at least one bad day or at least maybe, you know, one bad climb or two bad climbs. So I just think that the interest is going to go up another notch and it might be tonight. You might see Teo Gagenhart, you might see Ineos, in fact, launch one of their riders up the road on that first climb of the day. Yeah. That's the other factor. Do quick step, quick step try and control the race from the, really, from the very beginning and if, and if suddenly you get Ineos throwing one of their guys up the road, that's a danger. They're going to have to chase, aren't they? So, yeah, I think they'll. I think we're in for a real treat over these next. Uh, well, over the tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Be interesting. Okay. Uh, before we close this program, uh, we caught up with uh, Thomas de Gent. Uh, Thomas de Gent is always a, a character we appreciate here. Uh, I love his his demeanor. I love how he is. He's a real trier. He's a real trooper. Well, at this Vuelta, he has to ride with a lot of young riders, including Harry Sweeney. Uh, so our team over there, or in Spain, uh, over here, I should say, uh, asked him about it. Thomas, you started La Vuelta with a bunch of uh, young guys. How are they doing so far? Um, 
No, we did not have uh, really good results yet. Cedric uh, Rullis had uh, an eighth place in uh, the sprint on uh, the third stage, and we had a few breakaways. But uh, it's, uh, it's a high level, so it's difficult to uh, to win. And uh, our guy for 4GC is uh, already out of the way, so like uh, stages like yesterday are difficult for the team. But uh, like today is uh, a good chance, I think, for the young guys uh, to try and be in the breakaway or uh, try to win from a reduced bunch. And what about the old guy to show them how to do that? Yeah, unfortunately I have a bit of a stomach problems already for a few days and uh, I'm uh, trying to uh, hang on as long as possible and uh, get within time limits. Uh, the other days uh, I had more difficulties than yesterday so there is some improvement. So I hope that it's uh, resolved today or tomorrow. Thank you very much. So that was uh, Jean-François Kinet from uh, uh, the organization with Thomas de Ghent. Uh, can we read anything in this? Is he real? Is he not real? Bluffing? Is he ready to the Ghent? Is it staged for him today? Yeah. What can uh, we see for someone like the Ghent? Thomas de Ghent? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to see him do a de Ghent, wouldn't it? And, and get up the road. I think he's, no, I think he's being pretty truthful. <laughs> uh, he's probably suffering a little bit by the sounds of it, but he'll, he'll come good. He'll push on and he'll come good. Um, and it'd be, you know, Thomas again, he's everyone's hero, isn't he? The way he races and the way he, he's always that underdog, the breakaway, the breakaway king that that delivers. So, yeah. but he will rally his young troops as well on that squad. He will be keeping them motivated as well. That's for sure. And uh, and we know they need the points. Lotto Sudal needs the points. They do uh, desperately. They're in well, real danger. Caleb, Caleb delivered for them at um, the Deutschland Tour of Germany. Yeah. I'm not sure if those points there counted towards it. But yeah, they need to scramble. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Maka. Anything else you want to talk about before we go? Yeah, just a couple of quick little things. Don't forget, we've mentioned it already. Mountain bike tonight, downhill starts UCI World Championships, 9-10 on demand. So that's in it's in less than two hours. It's the conflicting the with men. the Vuelta as well. So you got choice. Mountain oh, bike. Oh, yeah, you've got everything tonight. You got the <laughs> on demand, you got multiple platforms yeah. with a couple of screens happening tonight so that kicks off day one uh tonight so that'll be really good and also plue i yeah. don't believe we're covering it but it's a world tour race for the women that has started right now 10 australians including our very own spready who we traded a couple of messages with her just before the start yeah. hopefully we'll get her on the show soon um chloe hosking grace brown uh they're all there Brody Chapman. And Grace Brown, by the way, incidentally, has just signed for two more years with FDJ. So that's great news. She's obviously very happy there. So uh, good news for Grace. I saw that news and uh, I wasn't even surprised. Were you surprised? No, no. It sort either. of makes sense. You know? Yeah, it does make sense. She, uh -huh. And you can see throughout the season, she's she seems like she's been really happy there. So, yeah, yeah. good good news. And you know what? Good to have Spratty back racing Um Post, post tour, she's on the build up towards the world champs in Wollongong, which obviously she's been selected for. And uh, we know because we traded messages with her, she's also ready, uh, riding in the Netherlands next week as well. So we're trying to secure her on. in between. Uh, yeah. She's got plenty on. It's good news if she's got plenty on before the uh, the world championship because that yeah. means she's on form or she's getting yeah. in form. She's on the way up. Thank you, Maka, for joining us today. And uh, it'll be a pleasure to uh, talk to you tomorrow. Uh, debriefing what will be oh. a fantastic change. No, can be. What will be a fantastic stage? Tune in. Get a cup of tea. Get some. I'm making popcorn right now as we speak. I'm getting yeah. French. <laughs> That's yeah. the smell. I know it's not. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Thank mate. you, everybody. Have See a good you. one.
thanks for listening to the SBS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. After five weeks on the road at the tour and no riding, I'm seriously playing some fitness catch-up with Volta Inspiration. To help with my motivation, I've set myself a target of finding a team and getting involved with the Zwift Racing League. Round one starts on the 13th of September and goes to the 18th of October. One race per week for six weeks. Whether you're just starting out on your fitness journey or like me getting back into things, or you're a six watts per kilo monster, you'll find a level of racing to suit. So if you're up for the fun cycling challenge, dive in and start riding with a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com and find your ZRL team or register if you're all ready to go by Sunday the 11th of September. Hopefully, I'll see you on the start line soon. Ride on.